0: It was probably three or four years ago now that my nephew Luis uh, posted on his Facebook page his frustration with the commercialism and the commercialization of Christmas. And one of his friends responded to his little mini rant and his friend said, hey, it's all about the presents. And I read that in my nephew's Facebook page, and I responded to his friend, and I says, no, it's not about the presence, P-R-E-S-E-N-T-S. It's about his presence, P-R-E-N-S, the presence of our Savior. So many people are confused and misunderstand what Christmas is all about. When I was pastoring our church in Rancho Cucamonga, one of the outreach efforts that we planned and put together was a table with hot chocolate and cookies up the the hill there in Rancho Cucamonga. It's what was called the Thoroughbred Christmas Lights, one of the largest uh, displays in, in the neighborhoods in all of Southern California. People come from miles around to see the Christmas Lights on Thoroughbred in Rancho Cucamonga, and it's not unusual even to see news helicopters flying over at night as Thousands of people are passing through those streets. Well, we set up a a table there with hot chocolate and cookies, and I prepared some special Christmas tracts that we handed out with a little gospel message, and uh, we had a phenomenal opportunity on the streets with thousands of people going by, serving hot chocolate and, and cocoa. And I remember well the conversation I had with a young man who passed by our table, and got some hot chocolate and a couple of cookies and I handed him one of our gospel tracts and he looked at the tract and then looked up at me and he says, why do we have to ruin Christmas with religion? Why can't Christmas just be about family and love? <laughs> yeah, people are really confused about what the message of Christmas is all about. And this morning I want to remind you that the very heart Of Christmas is the message about a Savior. That's what Christmas is all about. It's not about the presents. It's not about trees and lights and Santa Claus and all the trappings that we think of as we celebrate Christmas. It's about the message of a Savior. An important message that the angel delivered to the shepherds in Luke chapter 2. A message of one sentence... 35 words. You know, it doesn't take too many words to say something that's important. The Lord's Prayer, 66 words. The Ten Commandments, 179 words. The Gettysburg Address, 286 words. And then, of course, there's the U.S. government regulations on the sale of cabbage, 26,911 words. But I want you to take your Bible and come with me to Luke chapter 2 and to see these 35 important critical words. And it's in these 35 words that we find encapsulated the heart of the Christmas message. We're told that the angel came and he spoke to the shepherds. And in Luke chapter 2 it says, The angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold. And here's his 35 word Message. I bring to you good news of great joy, which will be for all the people. For today in the city of David, there has been born for you a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And there's five simple little thoughts that are captured in these 35 words as I've thought about the heart of the Christmas message. That the very heart of the Christmas message is a message About a Savior. I want you to notice with me, first of all, that the angel's message was described as being good news. Don't you love to hear good news rather than bad news? Would you rather deliver good news rather than bad news? I would. And I love to hear good news. I love to celebrate when I hear good news about friends and family. I celebrate and Someone uh, graduates from school, or someone's going to have a baby, or someone's celebrating an anniversary. It's good news. We live in a world that's desperately in need of good news. So much of the news that we read is bad news. In fact, someone has said it's the bad news that sells newspapers. Last week, my wife was picking up uh, the newspaper and putting it away and making the decision as to whether uh, to throw it away or to hang on to it. And she asked me if I had finished with the newspaper. And I told her, yes, I'm I'm finished. And she said, it doesn't look like you read it. And I said, well, all I read this morning was the comics. (laughs) Everything else is bad news. I, I love to read the comics. Good news that by the way is where we get the word gospel the good news the gospel is always good news and so the angel's message was described as being good news i notice secondly that the angel's message delivered great joy i love it when i can give news to somebody that they can celebrate and it's good news i love to be able to pass along a good uh, a good word a good message Uh, Last week, one of my friends uh, emailed me and asked me about the health of one of our friends that had been in the hospital with the COVID-19, and and it was a joy to be able to pass along to him uh, an an email that had come from our friend's uh, daughter, that Robert was out of the hospital and home and recovering and doing well. It's always good to be able to share good news that brings great joy. We live in a world right now that's desperately in need of some joy, don't you think? Gallup Poll was released last week in describing the fact that the, the mental health, the state of mental health of Americans is at a 20-year low, the lowest it's been in two decades, mental health. And we're reading reports of not only this people struggling with despair, people also in suicide. It is not a time of great joy. And I'm just reminded as I read this portion, as I read the news of the angel's message, that it delivered great joy. And that's our privilege to be able to deliver good news to people about Jesus that would bring them great joy. It was some 44 plus years ago now, I remember as vividly as it was yesterday. My wife and I were expecting our first child and anticipating her arrival in uh, December. Her birthday was just last week, by the way. Happy birthday, Luann. And uh, we were anticipating Luann's birth, and we had decided it was time to tell our parents. Uh, We had chosen for a variety of reasons to not tell anybody that we were expecting uh, until she was five months along. And so when we sat in the living room with my in-laws, And shared with them that uh, we were expecting their third grandchild. I remember well my mother-in-law's reaction. She jumped up and screamed and, and celebrated and jumped around. She was excited to have another grandchild. Good news brings great joy. And that's what the angel's message was all about. It's good news and it delivers great joy. I noticed thirdly that this message of the angel was directed to all people. The angel said, I bring you good news of great joy, which will be for all the people. I love the fact that the angel didn't just say the news was for the people, but it's for all the people. Totally inclusive. Not for a special class, not for the politically elevated, not for the rich and the affluent only, but for all people. I don't know if you've ever been excluded from news or excluded from an important message. Uh, There's times when I kind of feel like I'm always the last one to know. And and that's, that's a hard thing to deal with. How come this person knew before me? How come that person knew? How come I'm the last one to know? And so the angel brings this message. It's for all the people. Everybody's included. Everybody's on the same page. Everybody receives the same good news. You know, that's always the heart of our Heavenly Father, to include everyone. And that's the theme of Scripture regarding the good news of the gospel, the message of a Savior. In fact, the Apostle Peter captured it in 2 Peter 3, verse 9, when he said, The Lord is patient, long-suffering, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. That's the heart of our Heavenly Father, always inclusive. Good news, great joy to all the people. I noticed not only this, but the angel's message was described as good news, delivered great joy. It was directed to all people. And then it was dated today, today, now. In the providence and the plan of God, When the timing was right, he was prepared to send forth his son. In fact, the Apostle Paul captures it in the simple phrase, In the fullness of time, God sent forth his son. And so here's this this day, this special day, today. And I've often wondered, why is it that the angel didn't appear two weeks earlier? Why didn't the angel appear two weeks earlier and tell them, this is what's going to be happening, so they'd have time to prepare. Now, these shepherds were out in the field with their sheep. They were smelling like the sheep, dirty like the sheep, and it's happening now, today. Why, why didn't God give them a couple weeks' warning to prepare? I don't know. But it was today. And oftentimes, that's true of God's plan. It's a matter of urgency. Something is important. Do something now. Do something today. So oftentimes, people are prone to put off what is important. Too often, we are prone to procrastinate with things that matter the most. And the angel's message was simple. Good news, great joy to all people. Today, (laughs) there's born for you a Savior. Today, the important message, it's urgent today. Back in the early 1990s, in fact, 1993, I had a a sales job. And as they were training me and preparing me to uh, make sales, one of the principles of sales is creating urgency. You want to create urgency for people so that they'll make a decision and choose to buy now and not put it off. That's why if you walk onto a car lot and you're looking at cars, Pretty soon in those opening paragraphs in conversation with the car salesman, you're going to hear hear him say something like, what will it take for me to put you in this car today? Urgency. They want you to make a decision today. That's why you'll receive coupons in the mail or coupons by email, and it will say this is a special offer. It's only good for today. It's only good for four days. Creating urgency. Moving us to make an important decision to do what matters today. That was the angel's message. Do it today. As I think of that, I'm reminded of one of the quotes that I found in the life of George Harrison. George, of course, was a member of the Beatles back in the 1960s, and as the Fab Four toured this country and literally the world with their music, George was kind of the one in the group that had spiritual interests, spiritual aspirations, and he was the one who traveled to the East to consult with spiritual leaders and, and gurus and, and monks and, and wise people. That He was in the pursuit of, of knowledge and understanding. And When George was asked about this interest and this pursuit, his response was simply this. Everything else in life can wait except the search for God. That cannot wait. And I think of those words as I read the message of the angel. Today, there's been born for you a Savior who is Christ the Lord. The angel's message is described as good news. It was intended to deliver great joy. That's why we celebrate Christmas. We have great joy at Christmas. It was also directed to all people. That includes both you and me. It was dated today. Today matters The scriptures say today is the day of salvation. Do what's important today. Then finally, my fifth thought is the angel's message detailed the simple truth that a Savior has been born for you. The heart of Christmas is the message about a Savior. And the angel expressed it so well. This is a Savior, a Deliverer, one who saves. In fact, the angel who announced Jesus' birth to Joseph told Joseph you'll name him Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. The name Jesus means Jehovah saves. It's all about being a Savior, Christ the Lord. This baby was a Savior not just for Mary and Joseph. This baby was to be a Savior not simply for the Jews or for a few religious folk. He was to be a Savior for all, you and me, all of mankind. A Savior, a Deliverer. Jesus Christ, the Anointed One, Christos, the Anointed One, Messiah. This Savior, this Deliverer was the promised Messiah that had been awaited, anticipated. And he's born. He said to the shepherds, today, it's urgent. The angel's message Jesus, Savior, Christ, the Lord, Master. This is the message that's the heart of Christmas. The message of a Savior. Good news, great joy to all the people today. A Savior who is Christ, the Lord. You kids probably remember the story of the movie Finding Nemo. Maybe some of us adults remember the movie as well, especially if you watched it with your kids or your grandkids. The story of Finding Nemo is the story of the the clownfish, Nemo, and his father, Marlon. Marlin, the father, clownfish, has been very strict with his son, very protective, very careful to give warnings, looking out for the evils that were around in the ocean. And yet little Nemo strayed beyond home outside of the reef and was captured by a diver, removed from his home environment. And Nemo soon found himself swimming in an aquarium in a dentist's office in Sydney, Australia, trapped, confined, lost all of the freedoms, all of the joys, all of the fun that he had swimming in the ocean back home. But Marlin didn't give up. He had a heart for his lost son, And began the difficult and daunting task of searching the oceans to find little Nemo. And somehow in the midst of the story, Nemo learns of the father searching for him, the father's love for him, the father seeking him out and searching for him. And so little Nemo, in a brave act of great faith, jumps out of the aquarium, down a drain, out into the ocean and Of course, as all good stories end, he and his father were reunited and lived happily ever after. And I found myself thinking of the story, Finding Nemo, as I reflected on this message of the angel to the shepherds. Do you see the parallels between the story, Finding Nemo, and the message of the angels? Just as Nemo's father Marlon searched for Nemo, seeking to save him, so our Heavenly Father loved us and sought us to save us. That's what Christmas is all about. This is the heart of Christmas, the message of a Savior. You and I are just like Nemo. We disobeyed our father we wandered away on our own, and then we were captured by the, the sin that enslaved us. Disobedient, separated from God the Father. And God the Father, in his great love, sought for us. And that's why he sent his Son. In the words of the Apostle John, the Word, the Son of God, became flesh, dwelt among us. The great God, the great creator of the universe, became, became a man. Born in a manger, sent to seek and to save that which was lost. And that's what we celebrate at Christmas time. Yes, we're a lot like Nemo, but aren't you glad that our Heavenly Father is a lot like Marlon, seeking and saving? It's all about the message of a Savior. You can choose to trust the Lord Jesus as your Savior your Deliverer, your Lord. The Scriptures tell us that this is life eternal, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. It was the Apostle John who said simply, to as many as receive him, to them he gave the right to become the children of God. It was the Apostle John that also recorded for us in 1 John chapter 5, This is the record that God has given to us, eternal life, and this life is in his Son. He that has the Son has life. He who does not have the Son of God does not have life. These things are written to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life. Yes, the message of Scripture is clear. The message of Scripture is simple. Today, there's born for you in the city of David a Savior. He was Christ the Lord. And each one of us finds ourselves in one of two places. Either in need of putting our faith and our trust in that Savior. Putting our faith and our trust in his sacrifice for sin at the cross of Calvary. Putting our faith and trust in what he did for us that we could never do ourselves. As someone has said, I owed a debt I could not pay. He paid a debt he did not owe. Many of us perhaps find ourselves in that place. Needing to choose to put our faith and our trust in the Savior. And those of us who know and love the Lord Jesus and claim Him as Savior today, it's our privilege, just like the angel, to proclaim good news. It's our privilege to bring great joy to others as we tell them what Christmas is all about. Christmas is not about presents. Christmas is not about love and family, although all of that is good stuff, right? But the heart Of the Christmas message. Is that a Savior. Has come. A Savior. To deliver. To redeem. To ransom. To rescue. To bring us back into harmony with the Father. That's what we celebrate. At Christmas time. And so Father. As we share this Sunday before Christmas. As we worship you in song. As we read the scriptures. As we reflect. On the great gift that you have given to us, we simply pause and say, thank you. Thank you for the simple truth that God so loved the world, that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him might not perish, but would have everlasting life. Thank you for the greatest Christmas gift of all. Thank you. And we give you thanks in the name of our Savior, Jesus. Amen. What a great morning of worship together as we've sung and sung these great carols. Uh, a big thank you to our worship team and their hard work to put together the the music and the, the readings and, and all of this. Uh, it's just been a great, great morning. In spite of the fact that we're all online, we can still worship the Lord and lift our hearts, our hands, our voices to Him as we've done this morning. And so we conclude with the words of this simple song, Joy to the World. And let me remind you that the song Joy to the World was written not in anticipation to talk about Jesus' birth, but to look forward to the future when Jesus returns in glory, in might, and in power. And so as you celebrate Christmas this week, I want you to celebrate the birth of Jesus with a heart that's anticipating his soon return. Have a great week. Have a Merry Christmas, and we'll meet you right back here next Sunday morning. God bless.